Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today. Hey, Sam, thanks for being a part of the program. This is really Samantha, but we're going to call her Sam. You're here. Yeah. You know, when you first got here, you were a completely different person. Yeah. How would you see that? I mean, it was crazy. Like, I would run and throw fits all the time. And I throw many fits still, but... Well, and, what's, and what are the fits about? Um, Just the smallest things, honestly. Like, I used to get upset over, like, really anything that didn't go my way. So is it selfishness, or is it just... Yeah. I mean, do you think that's what it is? I think a little bit, yeah. I mean, because you exploded at everything. Yeah. I mean, you were so nice and fun, and then all of a sudden, boom, something changed. It was like one minute you were one person, and 10 minutes later, you could be somebody different. Yeah. Okay, now, when you look back on that, what what do you think has changed? Pretty much everything. And, and why? Why has it changed? Because when I was back home, I was, like, always wondering why I never had friends. And so, like, when I came here, I was, like, really dedicated to, like, change and figure out what I was doing. Okay, so if you didn't have friends back home, did that cause you to get more and more frustrated? Yes. And so you would explode quicker? Yes. Okay, and when you would explode, how would that look at school? Um, well, I got sent to the principal's office a lot. So At what grade? Every grade. Really? Yes. Really? And so now you've experienced relationships that are different. Yeah. So what have you learned? If you had to say, okay, here's two things that I've learned, what would you say? Um, well, not everything can go my way. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, compromise with other people. Yeah. And just, like, respect them. And they'll respect me yeah. and respect myself, too. Yeah. So how have your parents responded to you? Like now? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're really proud of me. Well, I think everybody's proud of you. I mean, you are you are totally just a different person than when you got here. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we've kind of seen this this cocoon kind of morph into this uh, just beautiful butterfly that kind of flitters around, and, and it's it's kind of cool to watch and, and to see. In your thinking, when you think about friendships and everything else, because hopefully you're going home soon, wh- what scares you the most about relationships in the future? Um, that when I go home, uh, it feels like I'm scared that it will feel like nothing has changed, even though I know things have changed. Hmm. Because like, I want to be able to create relationships and be able to have friends like at school. So you've lived for years without those friends. Yeah. And is that like birthday parties and stuff and you get um, eliminated from stuff? Well, um, I used to be in Girl Scouts. So yeah. my parents would just invite like the whole troop over and um, we would just like hang out. 
Yeah. But I know they didn't want to be around me with all those blow-ups. Wow. Wow. If you had to describe your parent, your relationship with your parents before you got to Heartlight, uh, tell me about that. Um, it was a lot of arguing. We were never like on the same page. Um, it was hard to talk to them because um, it was like they couldn't really understand it. Yeah. So how would you describe it now? Awesome. Because, <laughs> like, I'm talking through things so that they can understand. And, I mean, it's just nice because we're working together yeah. on things. Yeah. Well, you know, it'll make a big difference when you go off to college or whatever. What, do you, what are your plans after you graduate from high school? Um, yeah, I'm going to go to college. Yeah. So it's going to make a big difference. It's going to make a difference on who you meet, who you marry. It's going to make a difference on your relationship, you're going to find out when you have kids how selfish you really are. You know, we I, I think every parent feels that because you can't be selfish and and be a parent. So you just kind of start losing yourself in the midst of it. And I and I joke about that a little bit, but there is some truth in in that even when you get married, you find out how selfish you are. And uh, and so you would come to that conclusion eventually anyway. You know that that you can't rotate your life around you, that it's got to be, you know, by giving yourself to others and be more concerned about other people and show interest in them rather than always thinking about you. You you would have learned that eventually, maybe the hard way, but now you've learned it in a good way. And, like, if I learned it over time in life, like, if I didn't come here, I'd still not be the same person that I'm going to be from being here. Yeah, yeah. So what have you, I mean, just, I mean, what have you hated the most about living away from home? And what have you loved the most? I miss being able to play games whenever I want, like video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, right now, being in cabins is pretty nice. Being able to, like, watch TV sometimes and just have, like, my own self-care night with my roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cabins, for just for anybody listening, they... When kids get to Heartlight, they they're all in one house, and then they move up, and there's a little bit more freedom, and then they they get their own cabin at the end of it. It's kind of an encouragement, and so it's just them and another person, and uh, maybe two other people that they get to, you know, just have their own independence more than anything else. It's I mean, they nice. earn it. They, you, I mean, and you've definitely earned it because yeah. we wouldn't have put you there at the beginning of this whole thing. <laughs> was was there a time that you said, or that you woke up and said? this is what I need to do different? That it just kind of clicked like that? Um, well, I mean, I had to help a staff for sure to help me figure it out. Yeah. But, I mean, it never really just, like, clicked that easily. I mean, there was this one time. I like doing puzzles. Um, and one of my old staff was, like, sitting with me. Yeah. And I was telling her how um, when I do a puzzle— I always focus on, like, the piece and the place around it instead yeah. of looking at the big picture. And then I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds like life. Yeah, yeah. So do you think you've always focused on the little things? Yes. You can't see the forest for the trees, you know, mm -hmm. that comment. You can't see the the big puzzle, the final picture, because you're always looking at those little pieces and how they fit or how they don't fit or yeah until they take a step color. back and just see what the puzzle looks like yeah yeah so a different perspective on things yeah 
Wow. Okay, so how do you think your parents, when did your parents start to see some changes in you? And when did they start communicating that to you? Um, uh, when our phone calls started, like, getting deeper instead of just me telling them about my week. Like, mm. I, I now talk to them about, like, counseling homework and how I feel about certain situations. And they give me their advice on things. You think that's pretty important yeah. for you to share that stuff? Yes. Okay, so... Evidently, they've allowed you to share that stuff. Have they stopped doing things that that kind of provoked you in the past? Yes. Like what? what they, instead of like, they would like listen to me. They mm -hmm. listen to me now. Like they let me talk and they do their best to like understand and then put themselves in that situation. Yeah. And they tell me like for future reference, I could do this, like yeah. try it instead of. Just it, being like, you should have done this. Yeah, it's not a lecture. It's more of a suggestion yes. and a discussion. Well, I know this. you got two wonderful parents, and, um, and those two parents have a wonderful kid in you. I mean, it's just neat to see this transformation kind of happen, and it's because you've worked hard and you've done a good job, and so we're proud of you. Everybody's you. proud of you here. Hey, if you're like me, my life is busy and the time always seems short. I get distracted and many times, at the end of the day, I wish I had kept what was most important on my mind. And that's why I wrote this 365-day devotional called Daily Hope for Families, to keep what is important at the top of your priority list. Look, this book took over four years to write. In four years of effort to find the right scriptures with the applicable devotions to match. I've never worked so hard on writing a book, and I know that you'll want one. So where can someone go to get this daily devotional? Let me tell you, go to www.dailyhopeforfamilies.com. That's dailyhopeforfamilies.com. Hey, tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life. Well, I mean, we talked not long ago, and probably three or four months ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, what's going on in your life the last three or four months? Um, I've been at Heartlight for like nine months. Wow. And I'm level four, so hopefully I'll be out of here very soon. My parents keep saying, I'm so mature, I'm so mature. Like, they're ready for me to come home. <laughs> and like... My faith is growing. Like my relationship with God is getting really good. Yeah. How do you see that when you say your relationship with God? How do you see it getting good? What does that mean? I used to think like God was never there for me. Like mm. He always hated me, or like He didn't want things to go good for me. But what? Wait, wait, wait. where does that come from? I don't know. I just like have always been like not sad, but like I just. I don't know. I just feel like God has always like made me feel like this, like the way I used to feel, like just really like in a dark place. Like, wow, wow. But lately, He's been there for me. So, well, do you think that lately He's been there, or He's always I been there, and you're just now realizing it? Yeah, I think He's always been there, but I think He's really showing out now. Yeah, where does this come from that you would? think that he hadn't been there for you? I don't know. I just felt really like alone before I came here, hmm. like feeling like I had to deal with everything myself. 
Like what? Just like my feelings and like I never had anybody to talk to about like how I truly felt. I mean, my parents were always there, but I don't want to, I wouldn't talk to my parents about anything that was really going on. So it was hard for me to turn to God because I just felt so alone. You know, it's interesting that you make the comment that I didn't have anybody to talk to. You know, your culture, teen culture, people don't talk a whole lot. Yeah, it's like there's people to talk to, but it's very shallow. Yeah. And, and so then you, you get into an atmosphere like Heartlight where it goes far beyond yeah. that. And so the little games that everybody plays before you get here, it doesn't work when you get here. Yeah. It was really hard for me coming here and like being in a group and they're like, well, so what's your life story? Like I've never had to think of my life story before I'd come here. I've never had to think about some of the things that people ask me. Like what? What surprised you? Um, just coming here and everybody being so open about their past. Like I've, I'm always like very ashamed of my past. I always have been. And being here is like, kind of like opened my eyes that like, it's nothing to be ashamed about anymore. What were you ashamed of? I was kind of ashamed of like being adopted because I felt very like different from like my family and just like everybody because, um, I didn't know that many people like who were adopted before I came here. Really? Yeah. I only know, I only knew like two people, but when I came here, I don't know. I just felt like everybody was so like understanding and everybody could relate because everybody here kind of has like somehow maybe like a similar past. Okay. So when you say adoption and that was a part of your past, you were adopted from China at what age? I was like eight months, nine months. Wow, wow. And where were you from in China? Hong Kong, I think. I wow, think. isn't that crazy? Yeah. But did you look at that as, as being a negative? I mean, kind of. Like, it was just kind of weird, like, growing up. Like, people were like, you don't look like your parents. And I was like, well, r- yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of felt like the black sheep in the family. But yeah. I've definitely, like grown to accept that and like I'm okay with that now so so I mean do do you feel like part of you was always ignored about this adoption thing that nobody spoke to the issues of adoption or yeah I think like I've always grown up knowing so it was never like a surprise to me but I mean I never talked to my parents about it like it was never like a sit down like so this is like how it is and like like that's normal but it was kind of really awkward just having to grow up, like, having excuses and stuff, like, for why I was different to my family. Because not everybody, like, understands, so. What do you mean, understands what it feels like to yeah, be different? Yeah, what it feels like and, like, what really adoption is. Like, adoption's, like, bigger now, so it's not, like, as big of, like, yeah. an unknown. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I think what happens is, is that the way that you think has changed, I mean, just just because you're older and you start thinking not concretely with all the answers, I was adopted and somebody gave me up and I came to the United States and, you know, but now it's somebody abandoned me. Somebody did leave me. Somebody, and you deal with those comments at age 12 and 13 when you start to, to think more abstractly. And I think it's interesting when you say that God just ignored me or didn't pay attention to me. And those feelings that you had, I bet you they're wrapped in there somewhere. Yeah, the whole abandonment and like 
just all of like the adoption like kind of like started as like a belief mm. and I've been trying to like kind of change that belief because it's not completely true like yes I was abandoned but I can grow from that and yeah, I yeah, am loved yeah, yeah so okay so what could parents do different I mean when you look at your parents and and so now you're speaking now you're kind of looking and and speaking back to what has happened, you're kind of looking mm-hmm. in that rearview mirror. Is, is there anything that they could have done different to help you during that time? Because there's a ton, I, I tell you what, there's a ton of people that have adopted kids yeah. that are listening, and they're all 10 and 11 years old and, and younger, and they're going, my daughter's going to be there. Yeah. What can I do to help her through that? So what could, have, what could they have done? Um, I think I wish my parents would have talked to me a bit more hmm. um, about the whole subject. But like every day, like after school, they'd be like, how are you? Like, how was school today? And I'd be like, fine. Same answer every day. Yeah. But I wasn't actually fine. So. Same answer because it was the same yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of wish like we had touched more on the subject because I don't think it would have hit me as hard. Hmm. Like just not ever talking about it at all. Yeah. So. You love your parents? Yes. Yeah, of course. Of course, they love you. Yes. Of course, they do. So, the, so the the question that that many people have when we talk about the other side of adoption, you know, from this thing is it, it's not a question of somebody loving a mom and dad or a mom and dad loving a daughter. It is it is looking at the reality that adoption carries with it um, something that's in one sense very tragic. It's like laughing at the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified. That something very great happened, but it was a very sad time as well. And, yeah. and, and it doesn't mean that one takes away from the other. It just means that it's the presence of both, and you have to deal with that. And I think what happens is you now have the opportunity to kind of figure that out now rather than waiting until you're 25 years old, 26 yeah. years old. And so you sure seem to be doing well with it. Yeah. You're far different than you were a few months ago. Yeah, I, I was that. very angry when I first got here. Yeah. Just mad at my parents and the whole situation. You were mad at everybody. You are yeah. mad at me, and I didn't even know you. I just got, yeah. not least, I don't think she likes me at all, <laughs> you know, so, wow. Well, thanks for sharing your stories, and thanks for sharing yeah, your thoughts. Welcome. We're excited for just how you're growing and what you're learning and, and everything else. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.